0: Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by Colorado Springs Mayor John Suthers, as he does once a month here on KRDO's Morning News. Let's just jump right into it. Of course, uh, during that news update, there were some concerns being raised by those uh, impacted and the loved ones of those impacted by the Club Q shooting when it comes to the Colorado Healing Fund right now. Mayor Suthers, I know uh, you've been working with a lot of discussion of that and uh, want to help get some of the uh, information out there to the public.
1: Yeah, Andrew, with all due respect, you guys kind of misreported what the issue is. Uh, Early on, the governor and I uh, both encouraged everyone to contribute through the Colorado Healing Fund, which is an existing fund. It's ongoing. uh, It's audited. It's uh, registered with the Secretary of State. Uh, And some advocates uh, from out of town came into town and said, oh, they take a 10% administrative fee, don't give to them, give to a variety of GoFundMe pages. Well, uh, a uh, individual donor uh, covered the 10% administrative fee, so all donations to the Colorado Healing Fund go to the victims. Unfortunately, what's happened is a lot of people did give to these GoFundMe pages, and that's the problem that not all of those... Uh, have paid off. As you indicated, of the $2.2 million uh, that have been uh, uh, raised by the the uh, Colorado Healing Fund, $1.9 million has already been distributed. They're holding uh, 300000 for further long-term uh, distributions. But the issue is what's happened to all this money that's gone into the go fund pages uh, i stand and the governor stands by our initial assertion we would have been a lot better off if everybody gave to the colorado healing fund so i hope that clarifies things
0: yeah yeah and, it, and it's sad that uh, we can't all get behind uh, some way to help uh, the victims uh, who've been impacted the, by this and it's not just those who are present on that night. I mean, certainly that business has been closed ever since last November. That uh, puts hardship on those who are employed by it as well. But, uh, you know, and the psychological uh, impacts uh, on anyone who was present, even if they were not harmed by a bullet. Uh, We will continue to discuss that. Appreciate uh, your input and weighing in on that, uh, Mayor. Let's also talk about, uh, you are looking at the end of your term, but there is an election that's now starting to percolate uh, for were your successor and you have lent your name your endorsement to one candidate tell us about that
1: yeah I've uh, there's 12 candidates for mayor uh, I know most of them personally have watched their work uh, some of them uh, some of the lesser-known candidates I've not dealt with individually uh, but based on my knowledge uh, of the candidates it is clear to me that only one of them in my opinion has the background, the knowledge, and I'll I'll elaborate on that in a moment, and the experience, the managerial experience, uh, to effectively manage the city of Cover Springs, and that's Wayne Williams. Um, This is a very tough job. It's a complicated job. Uh, You have to know, have uh, broad knowledge about a lot of things, land use, uh, water, uh, a lot of legal issues. Uh, There's a lot of litigation. You know, uh, I had to solve the massive litigation over our inadequate stormwater system, things like that. Uh, it's a big, big management job, and the vast, vast majority of the candidates have really not had managerial experience. Uh, Wayne's got all that experience. He understands Tabor. Uh, he was one of the founders of PPRTA. He understands all that, and I just uh, uh, you know, feel that uh, he uh, understands the job, understands the issues, and how about, uh, you know, how to go about solving challenges. So uh, that's uh, who I'm encouraging people to, to vote
0: for. Absolutely. And you can learn more about all 12 of those candidates, uh, KRDO News Radio, along with Pike Peak Habitat for Humanity hosting a mayoral forum coming up on the 28th of this month where we will talk with all 12 candidates running for that open position in April. And, of course, um, whomever that next mayor will be, still have a number of issues and some things that were brought up by the city council uh, just this week to uh, try and help uh, protect some future infrastructure and growth moving ahead. Let's talk a little bit about that water rule. I know we've talked about it in the past and now that 128% uh rule was voted on moving ahead how is that really going to help protect the uh, future needs not only of our water supply but also keep in mind that we still probably need to grow as a city
1: Yeah, absolutely uh, Shannon Andrew in some ways I think that uh, is probably one of the more p- important pieces of legislation that's been passed by the council since I became mayor um, we have done a great job in this uh, uh, city over many many decades uh, a visionary job of making sure we had enough water. Uh, and we've been able to grow uh, and prosper as a city. Right now, we're in the throes of uh, probably the worst drought. Well, it is the worst drought historically in the Colorado River Basin. We get almost, and I don't think a lot of Colorado Springs residents understand this, we get almost 70% of our water from the Colorado River Basin. Uh, big controversy right now. You know, you know something somebody's got to give. Somebody's going to have to give up water. Uh, we'd love to uh, believe, and I think uh, on a meritorious basis, it should be lower basin states that uh, bear the burden of any curtailments. But the fact of the matter, the decision rests with the Secretary of Interior, and it's not impossible that there could be curtailments uh, levied on the upper basin states, including Colorado, and. Uh, we now have 95,000 acre-feet of water in our reservoirs. We're using 72,000 of it right now. If we suffered a 10,000, 15,000 acre-foot curtailment, uh, we would be uh, not in a comfortable position uh, if this uh, drought continues to to persist. So the council, uh, with the uh, at the suggestion of the Colorado Springs Utilities, there's a lot of noise around, oh, you know, who's, who's, what developers pushing this, but ultimately, this is the water division at the Colorado Springs Utilities saying, until this Colorado River situation straightened out, uh, we don't think we should be annexing large parcels of property uh, that have, a, a, you know, a lot of homes in it. And let's uh, have this 128% rule, which says before we annex additional property, we have to have enough water to serve our existing needs, 72,000 acre-feet, plus uh, enough water uh, uh, to uh, serve the new annexed area, and that the city's got 128% of what's necessary for those two things, serve our existing needs and the new uh, annexed area. Today, after that's passed, we could annex an area with 8400 new homes planned so it's not a growth moratorium we're constantly acquiring new water i think in the next year we could acquire as many as fifteen thousand acre feet of water so the city will grow uh... as we accumulate more water as we have effective conservation programs and things like that but given the mega drought we're facing right now i think we owe it to our citizens to tell them this is exactly how much water we've got This is how much we're using, and we're going to assure you that we're going to maintain a buffer between the two. I think it's very reasonable, and I really applaud the five courageous uh, city council members that uh – you know, ignored the noise, all the pressure from some of the developers and said this is the right thing to do at this point in time in our history.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to at least have that mechanism in place to ensure uh, that balance moving ahead. Mayor Southers, unfortunately, we're up against the clock, but we really appreciate the time and uh, this frank conversation this morning.
1: You bet. Thank you very much. Thank you.